I'm a big fan of pin action. Do you know the term? Do you know what this is? Well, I'll get to it, but let me work up to it. I'll give you a clue, though. I think it's vastly underappreciated, but it plays a huge role in so many of the success stories we hear about. And not just the success stories that we hear about, but the quieter ones, too. The ones that never appear in the national media or on the first page of a Google search. And for the record, the success I'm talking about is the kind I heard defined by a man named Earl Nightingale many, many years ago. Let me explain. Nightingale said that success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or ideal. What he meant by that is that any person who has identified something meaningful to them and is working toward it is successful. Now, I like the definition because he puts the emphasis on the pursuit, but then I like journeys. I feel pretty strongly, though, that destinations are largely overrated. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy all kinds of arrivals, destinations. They are extraordinarily meaningful. A high school diploma, a first job, a professional promotion, a college degree. Those are things that symbolize remarkable achievements. I just happen to think that the journey is what makes us, not the arrival. And you know, science is actually with me on this. There is well-documented research that suggests people are at their happiest state when they are on their way toward some kind of achievement, special date, or attainment of a goal. Once they actually arrive, it's time to set a new goal, and the journey begins anew. Back to pin action. Unless you're carrying a bowling ball around in the trunk of your car, you may not be familiar with the term. It's a reference to the resulting movement of bowling pins as they are struck with a bowling ball. The physics here are interesting. A typical bowling pin that you'd find at your local bowling alley weighs about three and a half pounds. Now, there are 10 of them set up in a triangle arrangement. I'm sure you've seen this. The ball that you will hurl down the 60-foot lane is likely to weigh anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds. And when it strikes the pins, it'll be traveling in the range of yeah, 14, 15 to maybe 20 miles per hour if you're a real hurler. When it hits those pins... A lot of things are set in motion. A lot of things begin to happen. Some of those things will be driven by choices you made and which you successfully executed upon. Where to aim the ball, for example. How much spin to put on the ball. How hard to throw the ball. Some of those things, regardless of your best laid plans, will conspire against you. Guaranteed. It's just like the game of golf. You can have the best intentions, but... Eh. You know, there's a reason why there's a term slice or hook. Now, others will unintentionally fall to your favor. And all of this will be at the complete mercy of the velocity, friction, and timing of these events you put into motion. The physics of it all. If you're like me, and I'm betting you kind of are, you're not going to be on the Professional Bowlers Association tour anytime soon. Maybe you've been to the bowling alley a few times or even a few dozen times. But, like me, you're no kingpin. And so we rely on those physics to deliver an outcome which favors us on the scoreboard. But we rely to a large extent on this thing called pin action. How best to achieve favorable pin action? Well, the simple answer is the one I'm most interested in, and it is this. Throw a lot of balls. Aim as best you can, but keep hurling. The pins will bounce around down there. And they'll knock other pins down, racking up points as you go. That's the pin action we talk about. Pins knocking down other pins. 
you don't have to be an expert bowler to knock pins down. And you'll get better as you go. But you've got to hurl balls to make anything happen. You cannot plan the pins into submission. You cannot will the pins into submission. And you cannot worry the pins into submission. Are you following my drift here? You've got to hurl something that looks like a bowling ball down 60 feet of hardwood to have any hope of pin action of any kind. Look, I'm not here to pontificate about the sport of bowling. It's not my favorite sport either. I'm not here to talk to you about the phenomenon of pin action or even the definition of success. I'm here to say that as you leave high school and enter your post-secondary phase of life, whether it's college, the trades, the military, or really anything, don't expect to have it all figured out. Don't expect to know with 100% certainty what it is you want to do with the years that lay before you. Give it some thought for sure. Explore a little. Assuming average life expectancy, you've got anywhere from 60 to 80 years to work with. And if you're like me and you subscribe to the possibility that medical research will hockey stick and provide us with much greater life expectancy in the next few decades, then you may very well have much more time than that. This is why I don't think it's a terrible idea for a senior in high school or a first or second year college student to do some exploration and defer the declaration of a major to the second or third year. Virtually every college in America is set up for this already anyway. Are there certain majors that really do benefit from an earlier commitment? Well, sure, absolutely. You know, engineering and pre-med tracks come to mind. By the way, pre-med is not a major. It's just an intention. Now, most pre-med majors wind up doing biology or something like this, but pre-med itself is not a major. I don't want to confuse the issue. But even there, most schools do not require your declaration of a major until, at the soonest, your first term of your second year. Since you'll be spending most of your freshman year cracking the books on basic foundational coursework in math, history, language, and science, you're not going to be fussing around with a major anyway at that point. During the first year, you'll be exposed to a range of ideas and to their deeper academic consideration. You would not be the first college student ever to have their interests piqued by something you didn't expect, leading to a completely different course of study than that which you might have originally intended. And that's what I call topical marination. <laughs> it's a very good idea. It's the idea of marinating in a, in a range of topics. Now, this doesn't mean that we spend our entire college career marinating. We can't. All right. At some point, we've got to make a determination. We've got to declare a major. But you know, you are at your post-secondary trailhead. You've come to this point with your interests and your accomplishment and your intentions and your aspirations. That is you walking up to the foul line at the bowling alley, staring at that three and a half pound head pin, 60 feet away, considering the weight of the bowling ball in your hand and taking aim. That's where you are right now. But as you launch yourself into your post-secondary trajectory, your very own beyond the tassel, you're engaging in the hurl of that ball and you're looking for pin action. That pin action is a resorting of the options and opportunities that you have to choose from and which have now availed themselves to you. It'll be up to you to examine these options 
with each new day throughout your first year of college or other venture you may choose to explore. Now, as you move into this exciting phase of life, I'll leave you again with the words of one of my earliest mentors, Earl Nightingale. He says, we are at our very best and we are happiest when we are fully engaged in work we enjoy on the journey toward the goal we've established for ourselves. It gives meaning to our time off and comfort to our sleep. It makes everything else in life so wonderful, so worthwhile. I love the way he framed things. And so I will close by reminding you of the value, of the strength even, in both exploration and an openness to opportunity, as well as a firm declaration of your goals, ideals, and intentions. Don't feel pressured or compelled to declare your major today, but do decide right now to move forward and balance these immutable truths as you take your next steps beyond the tassel. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we'll take a look at how you can leverage your local resources, no matter where you live, to prepare for an amazing post-secondary trajectory. I'm excited about this one. Until then, I'm Craig Williams for Beyond the Tassel. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay engaged in your amazing journey.